You're not going to believe it, but we're back. <laughs> we're back. With Rhythms of Grace. It has been months at this point. Yeah. A while. Um, but I'm here. Uh, I'm I hear Nate. another voice. Yes. <laughs> I'm Yes. So I'm here. I'm Nate. I'm here with Sung, who's the lead pastor of Grace Church, and our new co-host, Christine Anderson. She's been on several times. She mm-hmm. filled in for you yep. uh, a couple months ago when you were... Um, Can we get the ap- applause button? I don't know which <laughs> button that is. Oh. I'm just going to... I would just have to start hitting random buttons. No. That's not no. it. No. No. <laughs> no. 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 There Yay. it is. Okay. Now I feel very welcome. Welcome, Christine. <laughs> Yeah, so Christine is here, um, mm-hmm. and uh, super excited to have you as uh, a co-host with Sung and I. Yeah. So, wh- where do we start? What's the deal? Sung? Well, well, so we uh, the summer episode post Easter was uh, out of the ashes, and as much fun as it was to have special guests, it was really hard to schedule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because of people. Because people work. Everybody's doing stuff. <laughs> I know people are busy. They're traveling. They're working. Yeah. And I had a couple people that I had asked, but then it was at that point, it's just like, well, let's just pause the season. And here we are restarting. What season is this now? Gosh. Six, probably. Six. So. Let's say yeah. six for now. Okay. <laughs> and we'll confirm. So we're glad to have Christine here. And this season, we're going to talk about transitions. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a great quote by William James, and it's a title of a book as well. It's called Life is in the Transitions. All right. I'll buy that. (laughs) No, I actually have a lot. I have a lot of thoughts on this, but I'm I'm letting you get rolling before I start. So here's what I want to do this first episode is, man, it's been a couple months and uh, not in a narcissistic way because I I don't know, I've who cares about our stories? But I, I, I do want us to dive into our stories because I think it's a great example of how transitional life is. Yeah, life is just full of transitions in the in all season. We're going to talk about give you tools and tips and and just observations and and things about about handling transitions. And even as I've talked to people before starting this recording. I said, yeah, we're going to talk about transitions. They were super excited because there's all sorts of transitions going on in their lives. And, and I, as I looked at the three of us, I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, that's true of us. And how, how often do we take time to stop and think about that or yeah. even know how to deal with transitions? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So let me ask this. Just a, a broad, open question. Um, yeah. Tell us about the last few months. Tell us about the summer. Um, what are some high points or some low points? And even in the midst of that, what were some transitions that you felt like you went through? Christine. I'll, I'll, I'll start us off. Um, (laughs) So this is actually really a a timely um, episode for us to be recording because last night I was up until 3 a.m. thinking about the transitions um, (laughs) happening over the next uh, couple months. And so I feel like, yeah, this summer has been, um, full, full of that, full of um, a new job title, moving into um, student ministries at all three Grace locations. Uh, my car broke down, mm, so transitioning. Where's that button? <laughs> oh, there we go. 
Um, so yeah, just trying to figure out new transportation, transitioning back to walking a lot mm. more, which I love, but is its own challenge. Um, and yeah, tr- I mean, you know, I, I moved in with my roommate, you know, just before the summer started and transitioning to a house with four pets instead of two. Four? Yeah. Well, so at a, a two bedroom apartment with two bunnies and two dogs. Oh my so. God. How do the bunnies and the dogs get along? Oh, they love each other. Do they really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They get fun. along really well. Like okay. everyone's out of the cage and they just hang out together. Um, so what she has a chihuahua who gets along She's, she comes in my room and just naps and snuggles the bunnies. Um, the bigger dog comes in supervised. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she yeah. needs she needs some watching. But yep. yeah. So yeah, it feels. And then moving into this next season, you know, starting a new community group and um, launching a new season of student ministry and um, getting a new vehicle. <laughs> There's a lot, <laughs> a lot on the horizon. So. Mm. So those are the transitions yeah. this summer. So looking back this summer, what was a high point that you had? Yeah, I I think maybe, um, and anyone who was on the mission trip might be surprised to hear this, but I feel like the mission trip was <laughs> a high point because it was, I mean, you know, mission trips are hard for a lot of reasons, but um, seeing like the, the transformation that happens in that space um, was definitely a high point. So maybe like the day after we got back. From the mission trip. And you slept for like 18 hours. <laughs> and I, literally, I slept for an entire day. Oh, man. Um, was, was the high point. Um, and then probably the low point would be when my car broke down on the freeway when I was oh. in the left lane on M14 and it just stopped accelerating. Oh, jeez. Um, and so I had to figure out, um, yeah, I was like, oh, I'll just put in some coolant. You know, it's smoking a little bit. Um, the coolant just like poured out under my car oh, onto the no. onto the road below just immediately. So, so the car is like oh it's kaput. gone yeah no it's gone okay man, <laughs> so, man. yeah that's a high and low within like a two week span yeah so. well what did you say when because I just gave you a quick preview right before we pressed record about mm. some of the questions I asked and I said hey we're gonna talk about low points and you said oh yeah so um, on the enneagram my tri type is two, nine, and seven. Um, so I was like, you know, when Sung asked, I was like, that's my try I, I have no low points. Like I'm just, I go through life thinking about the high points. Um, and so I had to really, really think about what, did anything bad happen this summer? Like, <laughs> so like, we don't have to spend too much time on this, but, uh, but is that, is that like really the way that, is that, is that for real, Christine? Is that really how Pretty you navigate much. life? That is how I navigate life. I I don't I don't recognize low points until I like stop and write out my timeline of my mm. life with my my uh, discipleship circle, and I'm like, oh. Have you have you experienced that as being generally positive, or, or is there a downside to it? Um, I think it's. I mean, generally, it's positive because I everything's positive. I was gonna say because everything <laughs> is positive in my life. Um, but the downside is, um, you know, like you you miss a lot of lessons if you don't pay attention mm. to the lows. Um, right. And so when I do pause and say, oh, that was a bad week or a bad mm. season or a bad decision, um, it, it, that's how we grow, right, right. Is, is in the lows, yep. in the valleys. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's where I have to remind myself to, to look at the 
look at sure. the bad parts. Sure. Do yeah. you ask that because you're the yin to her yang? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, absolutely. I mean, for me, it, it's a real, it's a, it's like a real discipline to see the positive. Mm. Like I, I generally am always aware of everything that is going wrong or could be going better or needs to be done. Mm. Um, so, and I've experienced that as primarily a negative in my life. Surprise. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. so I was just curious, that's, you know, I was just yeah, curious because being sort of one, I think there are people that probably sort of operate with both positives and negatives mm-hmm. sort of an equal measure mm-hmm. and being on one side of it for me has been pretty hard and mm-hmm. it's taken a lot of work but um so i was just curious if you felt the same or if you're like no yeah. man i'm living the dream over yeah here. great now i have like yin and yang here to <laughs> just address any topic the full emotional spectrum yeah. covered yeah well and i feel i I, well you could both speak to if you think this is true like when i think of myself i feel like oh yeah i'm always eternally optimistic but then i'm just like okay this is real life this is pragmatically what Mm -hmm. it is so i'm not as positive and cheery as you christine like far far from it right Mm -hmm. um and and i just can't relate to the negativity of you right right so it should be a good Good yeah. uh, triad here. All right. right, got a good balance. Yeah. So, <laughs> and if you met, if you didn't understand what tri type or enneagram is, that was from season two. Mm-hmm. And I will say, I continue to talk to people who are like, "Yeah, I'm go- listening to these season on enneagram, mm-hmm. and it's really helpful." And I think a close second is that season where you and I Nate did the hard questions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. People are saying, "Yeah, I- I'm listening to that," and and I have more questions, and I'm like, "That's great." So, um, yeah, hopefully you're tuning in and you find this season as interesting because life is in the transitions. It is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, would, I would like to call this season, a little tongue-in-cheek, Shift Happens. <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, I like man. it. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> is that too... Um, Whatever. Let's call it that. Okay. okay. Shift, Shift happens. happens. We've committed. Okay. So we're in. Christine thinks it's a great idea. I've yeah. got <laughs> all sorts of problems. <laughs> so, so, Nate, t- tell us about your summer uh, in transitions. Oh, man. Try to think of a high point. Yeah. And limit no, your I, low points. I am, man, I am trying to think of. Um, <laughs> so, I, I was, I'll say this, and I, this is not just me being negative. Okay. I'm actually being honest here. This summer was the hardest season of marriage that I was telling you this. Yeah, no, I know it's true. The hardest season of marriage that that my wife and I, I don't know if I can say ever, but certainly in the last decade or Mm -hmm. even two. We've been married for 25 years. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yep. And uh, it just was really, and it was all, I mean, it was all transition related. Mm -hmm. Um, It's been almost a year since I stepped down from my role at Grace and uh even, I mean, and we'll get into this, but even positive transitions are hard. It was a yeah. positive transition for me in a lot of ways, but that didn't mean that it was easy. Right. Amy and I had to learn a whole new way of relating. Um, and then, you know, my son had some significant health challenges earlier in the year. And it sort of, Amy and I just sort of spun off. Um, uh, we just could not sort of relate the way that we had for years. Our circumstances were different. We found ourselves in really different emotional places. And we are not fighters by any stretch. You're lovers. We <laughs> we are, we really are. We're we're very very compatible, even though we're different. And we um we work together really well. So this summer we fought all the time, 
And we were both like, what the heck do we do? Like I had, we didn't know how to do that. You know, we didn't, we didn't know how to sort of work our way through that. Um, so we had to learn, a, again, a totally new way of relating, which um, has been really good. It's again, it's been really positive um, in the long run, but man, it's just tough. It was tough. It's just like, well, I can't believe we're fighting again, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so that was the low point. Um, Can I pause there? Yeah. Because uh, I'm sure, maybe not everybody, but there are always people wrestling and maybe in, in the same season going through mar- marital issues. Yeah. And, and, and maybe the specifics are different, but the landscape feels similar. Mm. Uh, so uh, what? how did you... I know, I know you had told me um, the other day, like, yeah, we're climbing out of that. Yeah. Like, what were some tools or th- rhythms or things that really helped you both reconnect and, yeah. and get past some of those yeah. issues? Well, I, I think the first thing that we had to do was sort of acknowledge what is, which can be hard because it meant that I had to acknowledge that in general, when I am feeling stressed, I am, I am a very sort of abrupt and non-compassionate person. Um, I tend to be very judgmental and very critical. Um, and that comes out, uh, in some, I will, I have said things and my wife has just looked at me and said, I can't believe that you said that to me. You know, and when I hear it come out of my mouth, I mean, here's the thing about back to the Enneagram. Here's the thing about a one. I am never as critical of others as I am critical of myself. (laughs) So in some ways it feels like, well, just deal with it, you know, but, but. Uh, we had to acknowledge that my presence in the relationship was experienced as being primarily critical and judgmental and non-compassionate. So I had to acknowledge that that's where I was at. And she had to acknowledge that she was sort of avoiding acknowledging the negative feelings that she was Mm. experiencing as a seven, again, tends to externalize. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I would be, I I would respond, we would just get in this cycle where she would respond in a way that was either hurt or fear um, to any circumstance. And I would be super critical of that. And then she would be like, that's not really how I'm feeling. And she would try to put a positive spin on it. And it just like, it just like accelerated so quickly. Everything went from zero to 60. So we started by just acknowledging what is both in, in her being able to say, Hey, I'm feeling really afraid right now, or I'm feeling really hurt right now. So can you please deal with me gently? And me saying, you're right. I'm, I'm, my tendency is to be harsh. Let me try to have a gentle reaction to you. And just like sort of reestablishing the baseline. Um, she doesn't have to have everything pulled together. You know, she can be anxious or hurt or scared or worried. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, and I can sort of be, I can accept that. Like, that's not, it's not the wrong, it's not wrong for her to feel that way. Um, even though, like, the, like, idealist in me should be like, pull yourself together, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Um, so, that's the main thing. Just, like, every, we re, and I, I may have said this at previous times in, in the podcast, but sometimes there's just no easy conversations. Mm-hmm. There's just no like, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great. And you sort of like move on. Like we were just in a season where we had to acknowledge there aren't any easy conversations. So every conversation takes as long as it takes. Mm-hmm. And then we sort of reestablished better ways of relating. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I do think that our, in terms of a high point, I do think that we are in a really uh, good and different place. 
you know, than we were. Um, I, it's again, it's hard. It's hard. It was a hard summer. It was a hard summer for a lot of different reasons. Um, but that would be the one thing that for me feels, I would say super positive. Mm. Um, yeah. Coming out of it. Mm. Summer for me. Let me let me take a look back. What happened? <laughs> you gotta look at your calendar. <laughs> what the heck did I do yesterday? <laughs> um. So obviously, um, well, I'll start with this. I mean, one big transition was we dropped off our oldest Elsa to college. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, but we had been preparing. I think all school year and all summer. Mm. Like, and, and Amy's way of coping with it was. Oh, this is the last time we'll do this, Elsa. Or this yeah. is the last time, and and um, she's very much nostalgic in the present. And I, I you know, and, and even in that way too, like she, she and I are really different because I'll be like, oh yeah, thinking about the future, and she. So like that day finally came uh, last week, and it was good. I mean, it, it was sad and joyous and exciting, and uh, yeah, I I got. Teary hugging Elsa for the final time, and uh, I will say though, as you know, she <laughs> she uh, she found this favorite tree uh, at Hope College, and it's it's the one tree there in the pine grove that she climbs and just has alone time there. Okay, and, and she lo- so we just called it. We'll just meet you at the tree, mm. and so it's now just the tree. And as we were saying goodbye there, we're walking away. And uh, my son, Micah, and uh, they're, they're really close. They're best friends and things. And so as we're walking away, I'm like trying to be strong, holding in the tears and all the emotions. And, and as we're walking away, saying, after we're saying our final goodbyes, I, I, Micah's right next to me and his head is down and he's just crying. Mm. And then I just lost it because mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew the loss that he was feeling and then just the connection and, oh man, then I couldn't help it either. <laughs> so yeah. we're walking away and we're turning around waving and she's all happy <laughs> waving to us and we're like crying, waving back until we can't see each other. But, um, yeah, it changes the family dynamic. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, you've been through that, yep. right? Yeah. And so we're, I mean, we're what, a week into that. And um, so even preparing for this transition, because um, literally almost every night, Elsa and Micah would just hang out in one of the rooms and just mm-hmm. talk for hours, mm-hmm. listening to music, talking about whatever's on their mind. And so uh, we had to figure out like, yeah, like we... Um, so starting earlier this summer, uh, I I had to be more intentional. Hey, Michael, let's, let's, you know, spend time doing this Mm -hmm. or that. And Mm -hmm. so everything from, uh, we're kind of doing, it's not a Bible study, but it's a, it's a, it's like a Christian character forming kind of curriculum, if you want to call it that. We're having discussions, good discussions. We're talking about all sorts of things. Uh, we're exercising together and, um, and, uh, he, he, you know, so he, he, he's, there's something for him to look forward to doing something with me or with, with us as a family, but we're trying to, yeah, we're, we're coping of how do we manage this transition? Yep. And there's one less person at the table and everything. Yeah. So, uh, felt some transition there. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, in the, in, at Grace, man, going, being at, Grace West, officing at Grace West all summer. 
Was everybody doing that? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. we've been working. I know. Like away from home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And now we're recording at the Ann Arbor location yeah. and uh, in the almost finished facilities. And I think the first day that I came to work here uh, last week, I think Christine was here and Jillian's husband, Ryan, was here. It just felt so good. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, I miss like coming to a place. And um, so even that, tra- it's a positive transition. But then you just look back and and maybe this is kind of missing the negatives. I don't know. It wasn't a negative, but it was just like, oh, yeah, officing at West. It, it was just, for me, it was just the additional drive yeah. and the mm-hmm. distance. And it wasn't bad. But even at West, it, it's like there's one common office and whereas here there's an open lobby and you feel like you have space mm-hmm. and you can have some privacy. And um, that just felt really good. Uh, uh, last week we just had um, uh, 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 an appreciation reception for those who gave towards this renovation and expansion and just seeing people. And I, for example, I had one woman come to me and say, man, it's so good to be back. She said, you know, we thought, oh yeah, we, we could do church uh, online. And for a while we thought that, but man, she's like, man, and they've been coming back for the last few weeks. She's like, it's, it's so, it feels so good. Mm-hmm. And then even being in, in a new space, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it just, I, I, it's just, um, so there, there's a positive, um, uh, negative, uh, low point. Um, on the Enneagram, I'm, I'm an eight, which means I don't, I stuff my feelings down. <laughs> You've had like 20 minutes to think of it. I so know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I ask you to think about it and then I can't think of it. Oh man. Um, you know, and I'll say this on a very broad level. Um, whenever you're in, whether you're leading a small business or a farm or anything else or a church or a nonprofit, there is always... Uh, and especially when people are involved, there's always what I will call leadership pain. Mm. Um, you know, disappointments, um, not necessarily stabs in the back, but, you know, all, all those, I mean, people are people, right? Um, whether it's me dropping the ball or something else. And, um, yeah, I mean, I would say, in fact, I was just processing that with my spiritual director right before coming to this recording. And, um, you know, so I wouldn't say it's like a season of desolation, but it's, it's certainly not a season of consolation. Mm. And, uh, you know, I did say to my spiritual director, it's just recognizing like, yeah, leadership pain is necessary for growth mm. as a leader and as a person. And that just comes with the territory. And she was asking me like, oh, what, what, would, what would peace look like for you? And I painted this picture and, and, you know, you just realize you're just a bundle of contradictions, right? Mm. I'm like, on one hand, Jill, I'm like, I, I long for just like a simple, tranquil life Mm -hmm. (laughs) away from the people and the hustle and bustle. And yet at the same time, just the way I'm wired, that's the very thing I thrive on. Yeah. And and it it landed in a good good place just saying, you know, so Jill, I just realized like, yeah, this life is what I want, even Mm -hmm. if sometimes I don't want the responsibilities. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, the seven wing in me wishes to run, run away and just give me some freedom. Right. And, uh, so I, I shared a little bit more than I thought, but that's, uh, it's not a low point, but just, you know, it's, it's for an eight, and again, if you don't know, you have to go back to season two of the Negram. We put a very hard exterior up, mm. but inside, man, we're just marshmallow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, 
Yeah. So the people side, whatever that is, and, and it's, yeah, it, it uh, we, it's project a, 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 f- a facade of nothing can hurt me, but that's cause yeah, we, you know, we can, we can get hurt. hurt. Yeah. 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 So, some ways. Mm. so <laughs> <laughs> I, I have so, again, I, I have so many thoughts about transitions. I'm wondering if we should let's yeah, dive into, into it, it now. Yeah, or? Let's start. Um, so I, I think, uh, I, I, my experience has been that every transition is hard, even positive. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting to, to think about, I mean, there's a lot of different directions this could go. Christine, I think about you, like not thinking about the negative unless you sort of spend time on it. I wonder how do you normally, do you experience every transition as positive in general? Y- yes. <laughs> I know that that's going to, it's going to sound shocking, but I think, um, I, you know, a lot of times people, people always laugh. Cause I'll be like, you guys, a new exciting thing is happening. And they're like, is that exciting? And I'm like, it will be if we're excited about it. <laughs> Anything exciting. <laughs> if you're excited about it. It's like my motto in life. <laughs> um, how, do we, is, how do we ramp this up? Which is great. Cause it's contagious. Okay, right. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think, you know, it's there, there is this contradiction, right? Where I, what resonated with, with me, even as a single person, you know, when you were talking, Nate, about your transitions was identifying what is, Hmm. um, and like where you're at. And I think that's, you know, um, when I'm looking at transitions, like my first thought is like, I'll look at what was and I'm like, oh, that was so good. And what could be, and I'm like, oh, that's even better. And then I, and then I have to like, look at what is right. Hmm. And that's where, um, the, the realism comes into the excitement mm-hmm. of, okay, I can't wait to get there. I'm really happy of where we were, but right now we have all these pieces that aren't in the yeah. puzzle. In, do, you, do you hit then a point of in a transition where sort of like, um, like reality smacks you in the face or do you generally just, again. Yeah, her car breaks down in the yeah. middle of the highway. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I mean, like you could like uh, I can see looking forward to a transition that would be positive. And I think lots of people can imagine, oh, it's a new job or I'm moving to a new city yeah. or I'm getting married. Those are all positive transitions. And then often there's sort of like a wake up call where it's sort of like, oh, this isn't quite how I expected this to be. Mm-hmm. And that's sort of where the hard part of even positive mm-hmm. transitions. Again, you're like this weird creature. Does that ever happen to you? <laughs> <laughs> or, or does I feel it, like that for both not. of you. Yeah, I know. Um, so I would say it. I never have like a, oh, this isn't what I expected. Because part of my relentless optimism is I'm like, this is going to be really hard. And mm-hmm. if it's hard, then it's good. Oh, interesting. Um, and so, you know, when I move to a new place, I'm like, I might have to survive off of carrots and potatoes for months. But you know what? I'm going to learn how to cook carrots and potatoes in 25 different (laughs) ways. That is really interesting. Uh, So it's not that you don't acknowledge that good transitions are going to be hard. Sort of like the hard part is also a positive. Yes, I think. And and that's where there are days where it's like the hard parts feel hard Mm -hmm. and they don't feel positive. Mm -hmm. And so I will... Um, you know, I, I met with, uh, Corky who, who's, who's coming on at Ann Arbor to, to help with discipleship. And he was asking me like, how are you feeling about the transitions? And I was like, well, you know, it's feeling scary. Hmm. Um, which I think, you know, that is, that, 
that does hit me some days. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so you are you there you you're not totally alien. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, At least to you. Yeah. 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 So that's that's how okay. I I kind of approach it. But yeah, the 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 what people would call the negative parts of transition, I think for me are like half the fun. Hmm. Um, that's awesome. I mean, lots of people probably hate you right now that are listening. <laughs> but I, I'm so jealous of that. I am yeah. so jealous of that. So how do you see transitions? Yeah, like, I'm is curious. it impending doom? Um, it is like, uh, it's, it often is like, this is going to be really hard work. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I will say what's interesting is that over the past year, as some of my mental landscape has freed up, that feeling isn't quite as overwhelming as it once was. Mm-hmm. I mean, one part of the reason that I stepped down is because we had too much going on to be in the present ever. Yeah. You know, we were either analyzing what we just did or planning for what was coming next. And so I don't feel that quite as much, but I would say for much of my life, it was sort of like all that I see and part of it's like being really detail oriented it's like i see all the details Mm -hmm. and so that just it's not like a big idea like a Mm -hmm. new job isn't a big idea it's literally like what is my daily schedule going to look like and what are my responsibilities how am i going to know i'm doing well what who are my coworkers? you know it's like boom 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 and i see sort that all sort of like at once Mm So that can feel overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and your brain never stops. I, I know that just from when you were working yeah. here. Like, you yeah. you know, uh, my wife is always like, yeah, you're either running at 100 miles an hour. You lay down two seconds, you're out. Like, yeah. you don't lay down in two seconds, you're out. You're I mean, like, again, more now more, oh. than, more than before, mm. I have found a tremendous amount of solace in God, physical labor. Mm. Uh, oh, good. Really. I, I mean, I was saying to Amy the other day, I'm like, I, I, every, literally every day, there is a portion of my day where I am operating at max physical capacity. Mm-hmm. Like I cannot like lift harder or push harder or more than I am right now. And that for me is a, like, does a lot to sort wow. of like unwind my inner tensions. I mean, I used to, I used to exercise obsessively for that very reason. Right. I mean, I was a six day a week hardcore exercise fanatic. And that was why, because it's really one of the only ways that I can sort of easily get out of my brain. Interesting. What's interesting is that for me, like, you know, the reason I love walking and and exercising is it's almost the opposite where I'm Mm. like, if I'm working on a task, I'm like, this is going to be great. This is going to, you know, like I'm, I'm relentlessly optimistic. And then I, I go for a walk and I'm like, okay, it's, this is my time to reflection, my reflection. Yeah. Like, okay, what are the things that are hard? Like, like we're like exact opposite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never realized how different we were, Nate. <laughs> huh. That's but, awesome. So yeah. that's when you will sort of like take stock and sort yeah. of like you're interesting. Mm. Yeah, I would say in this whole discussion, I'm, I I feel more like I'm like seventy five percent of where where Christine mm. is. Yeah. Like maybe not as cheery um, and sunshiny. But I would say, yeah, like when I, when I think of like physical labor, I'm just like, that is just death to me Mm. at the same time. (laughs) And and this is purely psychological. I don't mind working out and exercising. Mm. And so sometimes if I do physical labor, I literally, literally have to trick my brain. Just pretend you're lifting weights Mm. because I don't know what it is. Like exercise, lifting weights. Great. Like physical labor, dig a, dig a hole in the ground. Oh my goodness. Mm. I'd rather go to 
to the dentist. I mean, it is. It's. I mean, I can see how working out for you, especially, is sort of like self improvement, which you're very, very oh, yeah. passionate about. Mm-hmm. You know, so I could see how that sort of works uh, for you. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it literally is like my brain just shuts off, mm-hmm. and I am just digging a hole. Which, yeah. I, to be honest, I it's amazing. Yeah, when your brain is constantly <laughs> going, like yeah. having silence. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, and I would say instead of walking, yeah, like my. For me, just sitting with a cup of coffee, mm-hmm. that, that's my that's my stop and reflect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you know what is funny? This is actually one of the changes that Amy and I made over the summer because for her, like she wants to sit and talk. Mm. And for me, it's much easier to talk while I'm doing something, mm-hmm. like with my hands. It's, there's something about like sitting still when my brain is super active. It just ramps up sort of my internal anxieties. And so one of the things that I was like, hey, if you wanted to have a deep conversation, if we can go for a walk or like do the chores mm-hmm. or whatever, and if I can be moving it's going to be way easier for me. But she loves to like, let's get our tea. We're going to sit on the couch and we're just going to talk this out. And for me, that is like, I, I, I just feel like I'm going to lose my mind. <laughs> I was, I was laid up with an injury for like two weeks and that I was telling Amy, I was like, I am going to lose my mind. <laughs> the fact that I cannot, that I can't get out of my head. Yeah. I physically cannot. Wow. I feel like I'm going crazy. Mm. Mm. So we're just, that's one of the changes we made. I mean, sometimes I'll sit with her, but if we, but if we really need to have a talk, it's like, let's go for a walk and that will make it way better. Yeah. Wow. One of the things that, that stood out to me, uh, Nate, as you were describing, like how you see transition earlier is like, you see all the details and all the steps and all the things that that requires, which is interesting because I think I view transition. Um, so I'm an English major in, in college. Um, so I, I view it as like the liminal space mm-hmm. that we look at, like, uh, like in the land of fairy, there are like these liminal spaces where you pass through the marsh and you know where you're going, but there's this like gray and you only see one step at a time. Yeah. And I think that's, it's interesting. Like I, I see transition that way where I'm like, I know where I'm going and I can only see this step. That's, I mean, that's definitely a healthier way to do it. <laughs> I mean, it, well, because it, I, that's, a, that's a way that I'm trying to learn. Oh, to interesting. See okay. Because one of the other things that um, that maybe we'll get into later, but one of the books that I read on transition essentially said, like, imagine your life as a series of um, disorientation and reorientation mm-hmm. instead mm-hmm. of like, this is what you're doing and this is sort of your rhythm. And so I've tried to consider myself to be in liminal space always, mm-hmm. either like p- pulling away from something or reengaging with something. And you do it naturally, so that's great. But for me, it takes a significant amount of effort. Yeah. Um, but that's helped a ton. It's helped mm. a ton for me to not sort of dread transition. Yeah, and, and we will talk about that book. It, it's called Transitions. And I think in that book, he talks about the uh, tr- change and transition are two different things. Yeah. Mm. Oh, man. And that's a, su- that's a big, important it, topic, right? Because you could have, you, there could be change in your life. Yep. But transition is the emotional, spiritual, yep. all, all the other aspects that... L- kind of you need to be in that middle space yep. mm. so yep. and and not to i mean foreshadowing but change is quick and yep. transition is slow yeah, yeah. essentially yeah um, that's good i can't wait to talk about that yeah that, that um so we'll have a full season of talking about uh different concepts and tools uh you will hear the negative from oh, me and the <laughs> positive from <No>. me <laughs> <laughs> And I'll be here to referee it all. <laughs> <That sounds good. laughs> 
All right. Well, thanks for joining us. Yeah, see you next week. That's right, everybody. Thanks for being with us.